Blog Talk Radio.
Hi, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio, and my name is Chris Herzog. I'm actually filling in for Sean Holmberg tonight, and just uh, we're doing the show from about 11 to 12 Central Time. Looks like we've got a pretty full chat room. I'll be back in the chat room here in a little bit, but just want to say thank you guys for your faithfulness, and just know that we're praying for you tonight. And if you have any prayer requests, go ahead and put them in the chat room or call in. 619-638-8458. Feel free to go to the phone if you want to listen in. Uh, at any time when you do not have computer access, you can call that 619-638-8458 number and just listen to the show. Or feel free to join into the show. Uh, frequently we check the lines. So if you want to come on into the show and share maybe what the Lord's putting in your heart, feel free. And you can always check the website out www.prayerinternational.org Look, let's go before the Lord in prayer And let's just speak and inquire of the Lord You know that's what we're here for Hence the name Prayer International Is to raise up an awareness of prayer for the nation So we just want to pray for those in the chat room Those that are listening tonight Father, we just pray, Lord God That you would just meet everyone tonight By your precious Holy Spirit Father, you'd reveal yourself in a real living way tonight, Lord. You said, Father, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that you would raise up a standard against him. So, Father, tonight I pray that the standard of your blood, Father, the standard and the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, be upon every person listening tonight, every man, every woman, every teenager that's listening tonight. That, Father, you would move them by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would touch them in their hearts, Father, and reveal truth. Father, we pray, Father, your will be done and your kingdom come into their lives, Father, that you would lead them and guide them, give them ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying. Give them hearts that are open and yielded to the moving and the the drawing of the Spirit of God. And, Father, give them minds, Lord. Give us all the mind of Christ, Lord, as we cast down those vain imaginations and those high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you'd keep our minds set on heavenly places, Lord, and bless those that are listening tonight. That, Father, they would think on things that are good, pure, lovely, and of good report. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're worthy of praise tonight. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Lord, we thank you, Father, for those that are listening, Lord, that have their own shows and that are doing ministry and that are sharing the love of God everywhere they go, whether it be on their job or in the ministry or with their families or friends or neighbors. Father, move through your people. Raise up your people, Father, to just take that little spot on the wall, take their little place of influence or maybe their great place of influence. Some of you may give a handful, Father. Some of you may give multitudes and masses. But, Father, we thank you that you've all, Lord, you've given us all your Holy Spirit, and you've called us all, Father, to take our place as watchmen on the wall. So, Father, we just give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise, Lord. It's yours anyways, but we just acknowledge it. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. God is so good. You know, tonight, I 
just feel impressed. I wanted to share a little bit out of the book of Nehemiah, and then we'll just kind of get into some prayer and some worship and just see what the Lord has. You know, that's what I love about being able to just be free in the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And that those who are led of Christ are led by the Spirit of God. They're like the the wind. You don't know where it's coming, you don't know where it's going, but it just blows where it will. And if you're following the Holy Spirit, get ready for a wild ride. If you're following the Spirit of God, it's the most amazing thing. So tonight, let's go ahead and get into the word. Uh, Nehemiah, Old Testament. I'll give you guys time to turn there and check out Bible Gateway or Blue Letter Bible on your computers. Wonderful resource tools, by the way. If you uh, have ever checked out the Blue Letter Bible, I just want to encourage you to. We've actually got a link there on our website. And uh want to encourage you to check it out. There's wonderful resources in there. There's actually a Bible, online Bible college you can pay. They have lots of tools. It's wonderful. So Nehemiah chapter 1, and this first part of chapter 1 talks about Nehemiah praying for his people. Now, a little bit of background on Nehemiah. This man had a vision from God, and he had to basically get all kinds of people to join him in this vision because there's no way that he could fulfill this by himself. And his vision was for them to build the wall of God, to build the walls that surround Jerusalem, the walls that were laying ruined, heaps of rubble, piles of destruction. But here, this man of God got a vision from God for God's people to join together in their place and take what was in the eyes of most, just ruins and rubble and take it and make something amazing out of it and build a fortified wall around the city of Jerusalem, a strength and a protection around the people of God. And so we're going to go ahead and read Nehemiah. We're going to apply it to your life tonight, apply it to my life tonight. Praise God. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah. How'd you like to have that for a name? Hekeliah. <laughs> All right, praise God. Just be thankful. And by the way, if your name is Hekeliah and you're listening on the show, God bless you tonight. Uh, it came to pass in the mouth of Chislev in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the citadel that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The survivors who are left in the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And this is his prayer. And then we're going to back up and break it down. 
And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open so you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess their sins of the children of Israel, which have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you have commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest parts of heaven, yet I will gather them from there. And bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power. And by your strong hand, O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive in your prayer. Let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. Let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. And that's chapter 1 of Nehemiah, basically 1 through 11. Yeah, 1 through 11. All right. So let's break it down. So here, Nehemiah, he hears that the walls of Jerusalem are laying in ruins, charred gates on fire, they're just rotten. And the Jewish survivors were in distress and reproach. Listen, this guy did what every person that wants a, a move of God. Look, let me say this. If your life is an ash heap and full of rubble, distress and reproach, and it feels like the enemy has burned the things in your life up and the gates that the your protection and the things that you were surrounded in just no longer seem to give you that security. There's a solution for you in this passage. You know, sometimes our lives, because of either A, what we choose or what others may choose for us or things that happen in our lives, Ultimately, God is sovereign, and he sees the end from the beginning. But sometimes our lives take a toll. Sometimes our lives go down certain paths. There's a reason God says he'll make our crooked paths straight, because he knows that people will go down crooked paths. There's a reason that God says, He'll redeem what the locust and the canker worm eats up in your life because he knows that through trials and tribulations and things we go through that there's going to be times when the locust and the canker worm literally destroy and eat up things in our lives that God is going to have to restore. So here Nehemiah is in a big pile of rubble that at one time were the fortified city walls of Jerusalem the very thing that gave the people of Jerusalem or God's people their security, their protection, and ultimately 
them in power because as long as they had those walls that they were safe. But sure, these walls were in ruin. And maybe sometimes you look at the things that you look for security in. You look at the things that you look to confide in or trust in. And at this point in your life, it's been ashes and piles of rubble and burned up. This is what Nehemiah did. And if you're submitted to leaders, if you're submitted to men and women of God, if you're in leadership yourself and you're going through struggles and trials and going through these things, listen, there's a key here. Nehemiah prays. Nehemiah fasts and he prays and he inquires of the Lord for many days. And he begins to call out to God. Look, something powerful happens when when you pray. Something powerful happens when you get people together to pray for you and pray with you. Or when you're submitted under godly leadership that you know pray. And here this man of God stops everything and he begins to intercede and stand in the gap for the people of Israel. And if you're in leadership, listen. If you're in ministry, if you're the leader of your home, maybe you're the the man head of your household, maybe you're in a single-parent home situation and you're you're a woman that's the head of your household, whatever the case is, look, wherever you're at in this place in your life, God calls you to be a leader, a person of influence on some kind of level. And the enemy wants nothing more than to stop your influence in the earth. The enemy wants nothing more than to stop your ability to A, be influenced for the kingdom, and B, for you to be the influence for the kingdom of God. And so he begins to strike a match and tries to burn up everything in our lives so we're faced to look at the heat and the rebel. But listen, if you'll begin to pray, if you'll begin to call out to God and begin to confess his word, But when you pray, it internalizes your burden. It, it helps you see what's going on. It helps you see and connect with what's going on on the inside of you. But it also helps you connect with the Lord. When you really pray, it causes you to get quiet and, and get still before the Lord. And either you're in prayer confessing and declaring the word of God back to God or you're inquiring and asking questions, but the other half of prayer is listening and waiting for the voice of God to speak to you, for the voice of God to talk to you about your present situation. And he knows the very things you need to do to turn the rubble in your life into a fortified, strong wall. He knows the people he wants to put you with that will help point you in the right direction and help you get your life rebuilt in the things of the kingdom. Maybe it's by phone or internet or or email. Or maybe it's at your local church or through someone you work with or someone you have contact with on a daily basis as a kingdom person God's put in your life. But however God chooses to, to do it, he'll lead you and guide you if you'll begin to pray and seek the Lord. See, prayer will initiate a vision from God. See, this man of God got a vision to 
rebuild the walls of Jerusalem when he was in the middle of fasting and praying about the problem. And if you'll begin to take your problems to the Lord and begin to confess the promises of God over them and wait for solutions, wait for God to show you the people that will help you, because they're out there. See, that's why we're called the body of Christ, because the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. And I can't say to the ear, I have need of nothing, because you know what? We all need each other. Why? God set it up that way. So we wouldn't be self-preserving and full of pride and feel like we have arrived. But there'd always be a dependence on God. There'd always be a dependence on God's way of doing things, which is through his people. So here he prays, he says, Lord, God of heaven, you're an awesome God. You keep your covenant and you keep your mercy to those who love and observe your commandments. Listen, there's a reward. There's something special. If you'll keep God's commandments, if you'll keep the things of God precious before you and God and do your best to obey and walk upright before the Lord, just do your best. Try as hard as you can. To allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide your life and to walk upright before the Lord. Listen, there's a covenant of mercy from this great and awesome God. He will be attentive to your prayers. His eyes will be open and He's going to hear your prayers just like Hezekiah prayed now. And if you'll learn to walk in in an attitude of repentance like this man of God did when he began to confess the sins of the children of Israel and confess his own sins and his father's sins, He began to say, hey, we've acted corruptly. We didn't keep your commandments or your ordinances, but hey, remember us. You said if we were unfaithful, if we just turned back to you. Remember, God's faithful even when you're unfaithful. And the outstretched arms of God are always wide open waiting for you to turn back. And so here, Nehemiah was saying, God, if You said if we were unfaithful, we could just turn to you and you'd receive us and cause us to be great again. And if we were faithless, then you would scatter us to the nations. But don't be scattered in the wind like the chaff, because God wants to take you to the nations. God wants to send the nations to you. He says nations that you don't know will come to you. The nations will be your inheritance. This is the, the the heritage of the servants of the Lord, which is you, children of God, which is me and my family, me and my wife, Sean and his family, and everyone around the globe that names the name of Jesus Christ and trusts in the living God. There's a covenant of promise that God will take the ashes. He says he'll take the wasted places and raise them up. He'll take dry desert, parched dry ground, and he'll bring waters in the desert just for you. Or just like Jonah when he was sitting out in the heat and God grew a tree over him to shade him. And Jonah was running in his rebellion. Yet God grew a tree over him and shaded him. Here the Israelites were complaining about manna every day. Yet God was faithful to feed him. Their shoes never even wore holes in them for decades. Come on. 
This is the loving, faithful God that we have. And he will take the ash heaps of your life and he will turn them into fortified walls. He'll take the ruined waste places of your life and he'll bring strength back to you. Just like those walls were strengthened, he'll bring strength back to you when you've been weak and weary. He says, look, if you won't think, if you don't think now, you're going to reap a harvest in due season. Take your life and sow it into the ground, sow it into the soil of God's Word. Sow it into the soil of prayer and communion with the Lord. Take your life and sow it into the soil of communion with God and, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Take your life and sow it into the soil of pouring yourself out to others in the name of Jesus and being a servant and doing what you can for others and declaring his love and declaring his healing. Sow your life into the ground because, listen, the Bible says if a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and die. It'll produce much fruit, and that fruit, if watered right, will become a tree of righteousness that'll flourish and will never wither, and will always bear more fruit in due season. And if you'll continue to meditate on God and set your mind on things above, and you'll begin to declare his faithfulness and declare his praise, and you'll become a thankful person who's full of faith, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which means you've got to turn your ear to heaven, which means you have to be still and get quiet and begin to take time to pray so that you can hear God so it will build your faith. And see, God will reward you for diligently seeking him. God will rebuild the wasted places of your life, and he'll bring men and women who are leaders that had the vision to do it. Just like he brought Nehemiah to the children of Israel, he'll bring you a Nehemiah, or he'll raise you up to be the Nehemiah. And I think God would rather raise you up to be the Nehemiah. But depending on which season in your life, see, you're going to have mentors. You're going to have coaches along the way. You're going to have people that that lead you and, and help guide you along the way. But more than any person or any man, You've got the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. You've got, if you're in Jesus Christ and you confess Him as Savior, if you confess Him as Lord, if you've applied His blood to your life and repented of your sins and acknowledged Him as the Messiah, the soon-coming King, listen, and He's sitting at the right hand of the Father praying for you right now. He sent His Holy Spirit to fill you, lead you, guide you, be upon you, be with you, be in you, and before you and not against you. And if you'll trust in him, that Holy Spirit will lead you in a way saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. He'll lead you and guide you. He says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. Just start calling. He's never busy. He's not, he's not going to put you on hold. Now he may put the answer on hold because he, everything's got seed, time, and harvest. And the first seed you can plant is your prayer. The first seed that you can plant into the kingdom of God is your communion with God. And then there's going to be a little time, and then there's going to be a harvest. 
getting dangerous in here tonight. I think we're going to break for a song. Hey, this is Prayer International. Call in number 619-638-8458. And feel free to go to the phone. Praise God. Hey, uh, I'm just getting started. We're halfway through, guys. So I'm going to break uh, into a time and we're going to get into this. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I Honestly, hey, I haven't been on the chat room. I just came back to the chat room. I've been pacing around my house just going off tonight. And uh, we're going to go into a song right now. It's a good one.
All right, praise God, we're back. And uh, this is Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, that song is called Awaken Alive by Sean Fetch. And the whole theme of that song is that God would unveil our eyes, you know, open up our eyes and let us behold his glory. You know, and it's in the middle of beholding his glory that we're really changed. You know, the Bible says we are changed by beholding him. And that's how we're transformed. By beholding his glory. Something we need to spend time doing more often is spending time in prayer. Let me just give a little sidebar. When I was talking about Nehemiah praying and fasting, keep in mind this man didn't just kind of hang out for 30 minutes or an hour or two and skip a dinner and talk to God a little bit and then flip on the you know, whatever they had. I guess they didn't have TV back then, but I'm sure he, you know, didn't just sit back and start reading another book or scroll. This man of God began to inquire of the Lord, began to seek God, began to fast and pray days and days and weeks. He sought the Lord until he had a vision, until he got an answer from God. And let me say something. There's something about pressing in. There's something about praying until you get your answer. It makes a difference. It's kind of like this. Don't stop. There you go. Don't stop. Keep praying. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it like this. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Be anxious for nothing, but let everything be done through prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. Listen. Get the promises of God in your mouth. Get the word of God in your mouth. The Bible says you should have the high praises of God in your mouth and the two-edged sword in your hands. The army of God. And if you're in his kingdom and you're one of God's subjects, because he is the king, then subject yourself to him. Submit yourself to him. Yes, he's a friend. Yes, he's a father. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he equates you to a bride. But you know what? Bottom line, he's still the king of kings. He's still the Lord of lords. He's still the one that's going to come splitting through the sky on a white horse with his vesture dipped in blood and all the angels of, of heaven behind him. And there's going to be thunder and lightning and flashing of smoke and signs in the heavens and the earth below and all hell's going to break loose and all heaven's going to be right there shining down glory. And that's why they call it the great and terrible day of the Lord because it's going to be fierce and awesome, but yet it's going to be glorious and triumphant. You think going to the movies and watching... Full Metal Jacket or, or these war movies does it any justice compared to what's going to happen when the Lord comes back and there's going to be a battle but listen right now we're in a battle and before that battle we've got another battle to face and that battle is the battle for your mind that battle is the battle for your soul. And I don't mean your spirit, because your spirit can be saved in Jesus. 
but your mind and your soul will be so far away from God that you never fulfill the plan and the purpose of God for your life. You never really see the glorious things that the Lord has prepared for those that love Him. If your soul isn't prospering, you won't be prospering. And if your soul isn't prospering and being in good health in your mind, then your body won't either. And pretty much everything that you do in this earth is tied to how much your mind and your soul, your will, your emotions are conformed to the image of the living God. Now, I didn't know I was going to go here tonight. I was going to get into Nehemiah chapter 2, but I think we're going to just scratch that. God wants you to be conformed. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. How do you do that? Lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you. What does it mean to easily beset you? To easily set you off on, off your course. Whatever thing you're doing or not doing that's setting you off your course, whatever people or group of people you're allowing into your life that's setting you off your course, trust me, I know. We all go through these things, and we all have things in our lives that set us off course. So it's important that when these things happen, we begin to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, because see, if he's the finisher, and he knows the end from the beginning, then he's the one that can steer your feet. He can steer your car. He can guide your life. He can lead you like the good shepherd that he is, and get you on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. In fact, he can make the crooked paths in your life straight. See, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. But listen, it's the Lord's counsels that will stand. I've said this many times. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. But listen, there's a there's an enemy that's seeking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour along the way. And look, if you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, and, and if this offends somebody, forgive me, because I'm not equating the gospel to The Wizard of Oz. I'm just trying to paint a picture. So realize that I'm just putting this disclaimer out there right now. So don't come back later and tell me I talked about The Wizard of Oz and blah, 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 okay? Because Jesus is way bigger than the Wizard of Oz And the gospel of Jesus Christ Is the power of God unto salvation To those who believe, period Alright But look If you ever watched the Wizard of Oz And you watched how Dorothy and Toto Ended up, this hurricane Set them down, this tornado set them down Not in Kansas anymore But on this yellow brick road And as long as they followed This yellow brick road They got to the Wizard who was like the puppet master. This guy pretty much controlled whatever was going on in the little crazy kingdom there, which was really nothing more than this little guy that was this wimpy little guy. He's more like the enemy, actually. He's more like the devil in his kingdom. But bottom line is, as long as Dorothy and Tyler were on the yellow brick road, everything was all right. But the minute they got off the beaten path and got lost in the forest and, and all these things happened, all these crazy wicked things started to happen to them that got them off course. And when they got off course, they went through some consternation, some striving, some issues. What am I saying? Look, God has carved out a path for you. 
He's carved out a road. He's carved out a what he calls in Psalm 23, paths of righteousness for his namesake, for his sheep. And he says, I know my sheep and they know me, and my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger will they not follow. See, sheep are led. And you've got a good shepherd that's trying to lead you down that path of righteousness into the promised land and bring bishops and under shepherds, so to speak, along the way, coaches and helps and guides along the way to keep you on your course. But it takes discipline in prayer. It takes discipline in listening and not hearing only. See, it's one thing we marvel, okay, at the fact that we can go and pray and get a word from God. We all marvel at these people that get these amazing words from God. But let me tell you something. God does not marvel at the fact that anybody gets amazing messages from God. You know what he marvels at? When you're a doer of those messages, when you're a doer of the word, when you actually do what he says to do, that's what blesses God. When you actually carry out those plans that he has initiated for your life, some people call them marching orders. Because, <laughs> you know, we are in an army. I mean, it's a battle for your soul, for your mind. And there's an enemy that's trying to distract you with those weights and sins, those things that will just drag you down. You see, Jesus said, look, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. If you've got chains and weights and yokes on you from what the enemy's put on you to keep you down, Jesus said, I can bust all that stuff off. See, my my anointing breaks the yoke, he says. So when you get into the glory of God, you get into the presence of God, you begin to worship God, you come before his presence with singing, and you get into his presence, all of a sudden, all those yokes and those heaviness and those things, those distractions start to go. Do you remember when Saul was tormented by the devil and David would come and play the harp? And as long as David would come and play his instrument for Saul, the devils would leave. And that's the key, see, worship. Heartfelt worship unto God repels the enemy, repels the demon spirits. See, how do you come against the spirit of heaviness? Put it on the garment of praise. And if you'll begin to praise God and get thankful and worship God and sing unto God, not just lip service, but from your heart, all of a sudden that spirit of heaviness will go. All of a sudden you'll feel the the weight of his glory, not the weight of the world all of a sudden, but the weight of his glory. And where his spirit is, there's a freedom and a liberty, and all of a sudden, the Lord will begin to give you answers and solutions, begin to speak into your spirit as you're still in quiet before him. So always, when you go before the Lord, it's a good idea to have a pen or a pen or a pencil or a piece of paper or something ready. Begin to write down what you hear. And it may not make any sense at the time, but let, trust me, later on it will. Because, see, God gives us bits and pieces along the way. But if we don't ask, we're never going to receive. And if we don't seek, we're never going to find. If you don't knock on those doors, they're never going to open. So we'll get back into Nehemiah probably tomorrow, chapter 2, because there's an amazing story there. But I wanted to focus on the prayer aspect and the seeking aspect, the calling out aspect and anything else that came out of my mouth tonight. Look, listen to it again. 
I'm going to have to because I, I didn't even know what I was going to go on, uh, what I was going to share tonight. But this is what the Lord wanted me to share. So listen, I want to pray for y'all tonight. Y'all, that's a Texas term, by the way, but that means everybody. All right, so we've got Cirrus, a couple guests, JC Overcomers, Rosemary in the chat room. Hey, God bless y'all. We want to pray for you guys. Those that are listening tonight by phone and those that are listening by the website or by Blog Talk Radio, God bless you tonight. We really want the kingdom of God to come. We want you to have an understanding of who the Father is. We want you to begin to draw near to God because you know what's going to happen? He's going to draw near to you. And when he draws near to you, he's going to begin to speak to you. When he begins to speak to you, if you'll turn your ear, if you'll get quiet on the inside and listen, listen, something's going to happen on the inside of you. Faith is going to be sparked. Faith is going to be struck. Something's going to stir up on the inside. Because, see, the entrance of God's word brings light. It brings life. And it, and it, it brings a clarity and an insight on the things of life. And if you'll allow God to speak to you, you'll be able to live a blessed life. And the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Praise God. Hey, we're going to go into a short song, and then we're going to wrap things up tonight. This is Prayer International Radio. If you need to call in, 619-638. Eight four five eight, and uh, feel free uh, to go to the phone if you need to. And we're gonna go ahead and get into a good song here.
All right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. And typically we wrap it up about 12 o'clock, and uh, I think we're just going to play a few more songs and kind of close out the night, give you some time to worship and let that word soak in. Yeah, sometimes uh, you just got to let the word say what it says. I don't really have a whole lot more in my heart except to say that we're so thankful uh, to know that we're making an influence, to know that we're making an impact, that you would take the time to pray for Sean and I and our families, uh, for my wife Tracy and his wife Rebecca. And, uh, you know, just what the Lord would have us do and what the Lord's wanting to do in and through our lives. And we're going to continue to pray for you and your families and your ministries and whatever's going on in your lives as long as you let us know. You know, there's power in agreement, and that's what we're trying to do here is build an international prayer movement that will shake the nations to the glory of God and bring a move of God and a move of the Spirit that will transform the lives of generations to come. You see, it doesn't stop with us. We've got to leave a legacy for the next generation. The only way we're going to do that, the only way we're going to make our mark on this world, on these nations, is by pressing in in the place of prayer and allowing the Spirit of God to stamp His seal of approval and the declaration of the kingdom and the things of the kingdom of God to manifest in this earth. You're ambassadors for Christ. You're ambassadors for Christ. Which means you represent his kingdom. So look, think about that. If you're a believer, you represent his kingdom. So we're going to uh, go into some worship. I don't know. I may get inspired and start going again. It's, it, it says it can go till 1 o'clock tonight, but... Um, We'll just see what the Lord does.
Alright, praise God, we're back to Prayer International Radio And I just wanted to uh, ask for some prayer uh, Typically you, you won't hear us asking for a lot of prayers Although we should, I guess uh, You know, we do from time to time But I uh, just wanted to lift up a prayer uh, Everyone that's listening, we've already put it in the chat room um, but Those of you that are listening uh, My mother-in-law, Pat, her name is Pat uh, tonight she ran out of an oxygen treatment and they had to take her to uh, the hospital uh, because of her breathing. And we need the Lord to open up her lungs and administer life, administer breath into her lungs and to clear up the situation. Uh, also just that she'd be in good health. And so if you would, pray for my mother-in-law, her name is Pat, uh, that she would be free from all the torment of the enemy and Get a breakthrough in her area for health So you guys agree with me I'm going to lift up a prayer You guys agree with me And if there's any other prayer requests Call in You know the number 619-638-8458 So Father in the name of Jesus We just lift up Pat to you Lord We just ask Father for healing That Father you would speak life And breathe your breath of life into her lungs That you would open up those lungs Father cause breath to enter into them Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask, Lord God, that you would rebuke the spirit of infirmity, that, Father, you'd bring life and good health over her in Jesus' name, that, Father, you would bring a good report, a healing and a restoration, and a wholeness would come over her, and that, Father God, you'd just put a new song in her heart, Lord, just bless her in Jesus' name, and, Father, for those that are believing for their loved ones tonight that are going through crisis in the area of health, those that are going through struggle and they need your healing touch. Father, we know you're a healing Jesus, Lord. You sent your son by his stripes we are healed. You sent forth your word to heal us. Father, you declared, Lord, your words are spirit and in our life. Father, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know, Father, that what you do, even back then, when you healed the lepers and you raised the dead, you cast out devils, and you're doing the same today. And, Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would touch, Pat, you would touch those who are believing for their mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and sons and daughters. Bless them. Bless their families. Bless their loved ones. Bless their friends. Bring miracles into their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Well, I am uh, away from the chat for a minute, and uh, my wife is actually on there chatting away, so uh, she will be. I think she's just reading. I wanted her to read some of the prayers and just see uh, what you guys were praying. Uh, we're so thankful, so appreciative, and we want you to know that we want to be a prayer support for your families and for your ministries and for what's going on, and I stress that. I emphasize that a lot. Reason being, you know, a lot of times we get out there and we begin to do things for the Lord, and the enemy doesn't like it very much. And so what this is doing, it's reinforcing our ranks. It's re-strengthening. It's regrouping. See, one could put a thousand to fly, but two could put ten thousand. And when we unify, see, a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Two are better than one. You were constantly hearing at what good this unity does, the community and the coming together and the bringing of people. When two or more are gathered together, there he is in the midst. When two or more agree upon anything and touch it, it shall be done. 
Get that in your spirit, the prayer of agreement. Find a prayer partner. Find a prayer group. If you don't have one, get people involved or get stick around this prayer group, this prayer radio. See, that's what this is all about. We want to pray. We want to teach on prayer. We want to impart the spirit of prayer into people's lives so that they can be like Jesus. See, Jesus told us to be like him, right? And he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. If we're going to be like Jesus, we need to be seated in heavenly places. We need to be making intercession. The Bible says that we are if we choose to be. So we need to set our minds there. We need to set our hearts there. We need to pray continually. And trust God with everything in our lives. Praise the Lord. All right, well, we're going to break for a song real quick, just briefly. And then uh, we'll be right back.
can only imagine When all I would do Is forever Forever worship you I can only imagine It will. All right, go ahead and click that. All right, praise God, we're back. Just uh, having some problems in the chat room. I think we just lost our chat room for a minute. But, uh, hey, my wife was in there just thanking you guys uh, for praying. We're so thankful for your prayers. It looks like uh, Lucene needs prayer for macular degeneration. I think I'm saying it right. And I believe that's uh, just the eye, uh, you know, uh, an issue with the eyes. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Lucene. Lord, give her eyes that see. Give her eyes that see clearly. Lord, clear up. And in the name of Jesus, we rebuke this re- this macular degeneration, and we pray for a regeneration. Father, where things are deteriorating, we pray, Father, for an upgrade, that they would begin to rebuild and repair, that, Father God, you would restore sight. Lord, you said you'd restore sight to the blind, and though she is not blind, we pray, Father God, that she would cl- see clearly, see better. And, Father, we thank you for blessing the scene right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray for everyone who has family that are going through stuff right now again. We just ask, Lord, just let your mercy be with these families. Let your mercy be with these people. Father, comfort them in this time. And, Lord, we just pray, strengthen them. Give them faith to believe you for miracles. Give them faith to believe your word and to stand on your promises. Father, we just ask your blessings. We just ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.
days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart they'd see too much You're beautiful You're beautiful 